Howdy, Mark. Hey, John. How you doing there, buddy? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. What's going on? Oh, uh, not too much. I get to go to a concert here at the end of the month. That's pretty exciting. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, what do you guys yeah, see? It's, it's, uh, so it's kind of like a, like a bucket list. Like It's an artist I've wanted to see since I was in high school. And okay. I just so happened to find tickets to see them here while I'm in Germany. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of badass. It's the very last date of their European tour. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get to go see Coheed and Cambria. Because they had a new oh, album that came very out this cool. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right? Like, I mean, you know me and it, listeners, you probably know me. Like, I'm very into weird sci- sci-fi bullshit. And they have a whole, like, collective albums of sci-fi bullshit. It's fantastic. Yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they've, got, they've got a weird little, like, dancing area, though. Like, it's not okay. like a mosh pit, Mark. It's like a dancing area. And I, I don't know how I'm... I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like, I, I don't really dance. I definitely don't dance with my wife. Like, is it an expectation? What do I do here? And, and Well, you're on your feet all day anyway. Like, I wouldn't want to dance anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's just very weird. Just, like, it's a strange thing. I'm very curious to see if, I, if I'm going to be able to do it. And then, like, the pictures that I've seen of people that are attending concerts in this dancing area, for some reason, every single one of them is holding a bucket of KFC chicken. Okay. Yeah, like every single person is just like like they're they're grinding, they're bumping, they're doing their thing, but they've got this like red and white striped bucket of fried chicken just like hanging out with them. And I just I don't know what to do, man. What What are they doing with the chicken? I getting down and dirty, I guess. Who knows? Maybe I'm just going to like there's a parent section that I'm going to have to go to, I think. We're we're just going to probably spend our time up there. Yeah, I, I I would. So you're not on like the floor with fucking bumping, grinding, and chicken, fourteen <laughs> spices and herbs, uh, getting down and dirty. Yes, exactly. I completely lost you, didn't I? You did. I'm sorry. What, what what's with the chicken? Where's the fucking chicken <laughs> coming? Are we save? Are we making like necklaces out of the bones? Um, are we are we saving the crumbs? Is there two buckets of it? And you brought the extra bucket because you didn't know if J Ray was gonna want to slam dance with you. But you're all like, how do you know it's extra yet? Because you ate your bucket already. Like I, I am drowning. I am drowning in your in your cold open. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Well, for 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 those of you guys who actually watched this week's episode, you would recognize that Bobby Hill is inexplicably carrying a bucket of chicken with him while he's dancing with his new girlfriend Jordan. But no, he's no, he's not. We Did definitely... we watch two different episodes? What's happening, Mark? I, I double dog dare you right now to to pull up that scene, and you will you will see. It may not see specifically chicken, but it looks exactly like a KFC bucket. I. Okay, hang on. We're doing this. What's this one called? <laughs> Get your Bobby freak Hill off. Because that was a Crate and Barrel ad. Okay, here we go. Four score. They're at the concert. Okay. Let's talk. Women respond to formality. Okay, here we go. Hank's in the parents' box. I'm debating whether to leave all this in or not, because... It'll be a revelation. Popcorn. It's popcorn, John. He's holding a fucking bucket of popcorn. It's KFC. I, I, I will say it's KFC because it looks like KFC and Bobby Hill would bring KFC. You can't bring outside food or drink. 
listeners in Texas, do you guys have franchised stores in or like franchised restaurants in your arenas? If any is it popcorn? I welcome to the goddamn Dangle Podcast. I am. I am inexplicably mad. I am. I am upset. I. I. I don't know where I am. I am confused. I. I am going to run screaming into the night and join the local Mennonite community here in Southern Colorado. I can't podcast over my weekly King of the Hill podcast where I mark and my buddy over here. Uh, allegedly Johnny, the asshole <laughs> fucking me up. We talk about King of the Hill. You know what you're here for? We, you know what we're here for. This is our 65th episode. I think we've been doing this for over a year. You guys know what you're here for. Um, Concert chicken. I'm so confused. I, you know, I, I swung for the, the fences with that uh, cold open here, buddy, and I don't think I hit anything but a grounder. I think that you knocked it out of the goddamn park because usually you can make me... Okay, there are times when you will be doing your little bit and I'll be yes-anding you and I will get into your story and kind of want resolution. Um, The one where you got stuck in the doghouse for um yeah. that one. That one, you really took me on a journey, and I was, like, invested in it, and I wanted to know how it ended. This one, I'm just confused, and then I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck would they have KFC in Germany? Number one, maybe they do, I don't know. But then you said they that, do. like, they're, but you said, so you said this was, like, the European tour. So in my mind, every goddamn country they went to had to have in the contract that they had KFC so Coheed and Cambria's fans can be weird. Okay, all of that never minding, I don't know where I'm at. It's the boy band episode. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yes. Guys, we're going to start this week's episode with episode 127, Get Your Freak Off. Original air date, November 3rd, 2002. Guys, we're in season seven. Happy season seven. Cheers to that, man. Uh, this episode was written by our good buddy Garland Testa and has quite a large cast of characters. We see a lot of um, Bobby's classmates in this episode. Um, for unexplained reasons yeah absolutely unexplained that's we'll get to it um so we have hank peggy bobby hill luann platter dale nancy and joseph gribble boomhauer bill dotrieve conman and connie supanusapone stewart dooley clark peters jordan bronson bronson howard mcbee bronson mary hilgren bronson michael bronson serena shaw jan shaw and ramon alejandro Okay. And okay, yeah. And lots yeah. and lots of people here. Um Mark, would you like my synopsis? Yes, please. Hank and Bobby have a moment together with a boy band and Peggy feels left out when Hank ranks as one of the unsexiest men in the alley. Good enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our A story characters this week, A story is Hank, Bobby, Jordan and the Bronsons. Um, I think we have a pretty solid B story that it ties into the A at the very, very end, but it's Peggy yeah. Min and Nancy. Um, I, I, I think really... it is a very separate B story, yeah. It is. I don't care for it too much, but I I don't know. It seems very 90s and sitcom-y and not something I would enjoy in any show, let alone King of the Hill. So that's my issue with it. Well, so this is our, this is season seven. This is like... We need to be, I mean, it should be sitcom by this point. You're seven seasons in, like. Yeah. 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 
Um, but let's uh, let's jump into some notes, man. What do you got for me? I have an astounding amount of notes for this episode. Ooh, I don't know let's why. Yeah, it, maybe it was because I don't remember. So we're gonna remember we're gonna try and do that deal now, or at least I am. I don't remember a lot of King of the Hill after a certain point. I'm trying to track down where I fell off the wagon, like in real time. Um, I don't really remember this one. All, my first note is: Is this the boy band episode? Okay. So like that tells you where I'm at in remembering this one. Number one, though, we got a lot of band names. Uh, these are the ones that I saw, and or heard: Pimp Franklin, U Funk, Yep, Chest. Two rap and four score. Did you see anything else? Uh, no, not that I wrote down. I I want to listen to Chest and Pimp Franklin. I don't know. Pimp, <laughs> Pimp Franklin I, sounds good. Pimp Franklin kind of does sound good. Um, is this our first like? Is this the first time we get the triumvirate of clucking hens? Like it we might saw be. I noticed Peggy, that in Peggy's Boggle uh, Championship or the, the sorry the Peggy Boggle episode. We saw them give her the jacket, and that's what—that's when you named like, "Oh, it's the Triumvirate of Clucking Hens." I'm like, that's right. why I, I I like that name, um, and I think we got to keep calling them that. But I think this is the first time they're really like actually palling around all three of them together. It's not Nancy and Peggy gossiping. It's not Min and Peggy trying to one up each other through friendship and like blood donation. This is all three right. of them together. Yeah. Well, and I think I mentioned just a few episodes ago that I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when because mm-hmm. they have this very special dynamic that will carry on through, through later seasons. But maybe, yes, seven, I think season seven is where it's really incepted. Yeah, I think so. I, it's just, I don't know where it's season seven because now you need to like make it a little bit different. We're going to need, we kind of already burnt out our bill supply. I feel like from last season. And I know that we're about to follow that one with next episode, but right. You know, we're, um, we, we, we just focused on the trials and tribulations of growing up in season five. And then the, the Bobby Connie breakup in season six. So now, Now it's time to look inward at Peggy, I guess, and the other women on the street. And I think it's kind of neat. Is Connie, and then like to that end, is Connie setting Bobby up with Jordan? I think so. Like to me, that's what I've always, that's what I've always taken from this is that like Connie and Bobby are still very good friends. And, you know, maybe she sees that Jordan is, is fun to be around and laughs a whole bunch. And is like, well, yeah, she'd probably like Bobby because who the fuck doesn't like Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I, so. I guess it's cool. If that's the case, it's cool because it shows an amazing amount of emotional maturity on Connie's part. Good for her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hank Slider is back again. Why does Hank have a goddamn lighter? Is it because this is 2000 and people still smoke? So, like, Hank being a good assistant manager would have to go out on account calls and probably, like, someone's smoking in a restaurant? Is that what it is? Do you know what I mean? Like, why does he have a goddamn yeah. lighter? I don't know. Maybe it's... Maybe it's force of habit because he used to smoke. It, it seems strange. They, I mean, coming as somebody who used to smoke, I've been clean for about five years now. They tell you when you want to quit smoking, you get rid of all of that shit. All of your plastic yeah. lighters. Never, don't don't have it on you. Don't have it anywhere near you because, like, then it's it's just one more trigger for you. Right. So, so I, I, don't I don't know. know. It's just weird. Maybe he brought it to the concert. Maybe he, maybe this one time he legitimately brought it to the concert because Hank is trying to be cool. Yeah, he could be the old school guy that knows that at concerts you turn your you flip your lighter on. Yeah. So maybe that's it. I don't know. 
Um, how does Hank not know about four score? I just don't get it. He's listening to the music. Then, he, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like he, he stops listening after the first like two lines and just calls yeah. it good. And so he just constantly listens to the first two lines of it because he likes the little heaven bit. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, there's only two kinds of songs in the world. It's about falling in love or burning down Georgia. Um, goddamn Hank, Bobby's 13 years old. Calm the fuck down. Just as a general. <laughs> right? Bobby is, yeah, it's, it's dumb. The whole room tearing down scene irritates me a lot. And it's like, it's a fucking troll doll, Hank. Calm down. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't get that. <laughs> this that is a weird episode a for Hank. He's... Yeah, it, it, and it's fine. It's meme it. It's funny, but it's like, this is bad Hank already once again. Like, I don't know. And then I guess we have to have it for, like, the weird wraparound plot or the, the weird wraparound ending with, like, oh, well, he is sexy with the kids. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Bobby wears elf shoes in the yard when he's dancing with the yard waist. They're elf shoes. Go back and look at them. They're like little Dutch boy clogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was real weird. And I looked, this did predate Crocs, so they're not Crocs. And also, I don't think Hank would let Bobby wear Crocs. Um, and finally, why are Clark Peters, Dooley, and Joseph at the sleepover? Jordan goes to they the really learning center. They really shouldn't be. Yes. So, why are they there? Connie, I get. Bobby, I get. Maybe, maybe. Con- maybe Joseph is there tangentially through Connie through Jordan. Oh, maybe. right, right, right. Be- or like, because he was at the concert. So it's like, Hey, I'm having the sleepover too. Maybe Joseph didn't get a chance to be super weird. I don't know. But like, <laughs> yeah, not, he no, didn't get a chance to fuck it up. Him. Yeah. But outside of like Dooley getting raped in the closet, why are Clark Peters Dooley and the weird Mexican kid whose name I don't know there? Okay. I, I definitely wrote a bunch of that down as well. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> just a weird note what do you got for me buddy um so mark what do you what do you think like the last last boy band we've had really was is it that um oh god i that the one from england that everybody was obsessed with for a while there oh, and um, do you consider k-pop boy bands because otherwise it's fucking k-pop still yeah sure i can i consider any group of dudes singing a boy band Okay. Like, I would I would say the Beatles are a boy band. Interesting. Even though they're playing instruments? Yeah, because like okay, if it's the band's purpose to make teenage girls go squish in their underbridges, it's a boy band. If it's the okay. band's purpose to piss people off, it's not a boy band. Linkin Park is okay. not a boy band because they're just there to be edgy and nobody was like super horny listening to crawling. Do you know what I mean? Versus okay. Backstreet Boys, where their prime directive was to function to make teenage girls horny. That's it. That's all okay. they were there for. Like, so to that okay. end, yeah, I would say K-pop is all boy bands. Um, the fuck is that one called? It's not called No Reservations. It's, um, One I don't Direction. Know. One Direction, thank you. I knew it was something about yep. something. Um, Jonas Brothers, that was literally their primary function. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I just you and I grew up in kind of like the the golden age of boy band promotion where they they hit the biggest of the mainstream I think, 
Um, I, I wouldn't even say that K-pop is as big as like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and all that shit was when you and I were growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe the only one is Jonas Brothers. Because I feel like Jonas Brothers yeah. went insane. Yeah. I, don't know. I remember buying a hunting license at Walmart um, and we were waiting for the counter to open. It was me and like six other dudes. And um, this little girl was with her grandfather. And I listened to her talk about the Jonas Brothers for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and I was just okay. like, okay. So this is, I don't know what she said. All I know is that uh, Jonas, color, Jonas Brother colors are blue and red because we should all be friends. So there's okay. that. I don't, okay. I don't fucking know. I don't know about any of this nonsense, John. I'm very old. That's okay. We're going to move on. Um, as Dale mentions, I figured we'd give a little definition here. A castrato is a type of classical male singing voice. It's equivalent to that of a soprano, mezzo-soprano, or contralto. Uh, traditionally, a castrato mark has their testicles uh, snipped. Yep. Traditionally, like very, very old school style. Um, I cannot imagine that's a thing that still is allowed to exist, right? I can't. I can't think so. Like, yeah, you got. You, you got to give the eunuch some time, Mark. They've just barely been snipped. He hasn't bulked <laughs> up yet. I... <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe Game of Thrones like reignited it. Maybe, maybe. But honestly, who I'm wants sorry, to? I'm trying to figure out if around... there's like. Huh? Who wants to run around looking like Varys the Spider? Let's be real. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, th- they mention something in this that I, it, I swear to God, maybe I heard it from here, but every time I have actually seen, like, like people actually talk about this, and I know that they are not watching King of the Hill. So it's been an, an ongoing debate for 20 years. And I, I'm actually inclined, this is one of the conspiracy theories that I'm inclined to agree with. I think that hormones in milk, like the HGH that they're giving cows in milk, is actually affecting the development of kids. thousand percent, yeah. That's one of my pros, is that Dale was right, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, holy crap, this has been happening for this long, and still nobody has done anything about it. No one fucking cares. But they don't fucking, they don't no. care. No. They're just happy you're Why drinking your milk, like, shit. But I just I thought that was interesting that I like it's it's a view that I realized I've had for a very long time and it may have started here but I've hear I've heard so many people talk about it. Yeah. Um, got two more here. Uh, McBee is wearing a bowling shirt that is almost identical to the one that John Waters wears when he guest stars on The Simpsons. Did you notice that, Mark? I thought it was a two and a half men reference because that's what um, uh, Charlie Sheen always wears is those bowling shirts. And I thought he was trying to, like, rock that and be cool. Because that was a thing, right? Like, bowling shirts were in in that? They were. The 2000s were a weird time, kids. Like... (laughs) I mean, go go watch any uh, um, Smash Mouth video and you will see, like, four people in bowling shirts. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was really... That was what we were wearing, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you were a big, fat party animal. If you were a big, fat white dude. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so, like, I just thought it was interesting. Every time I see that particular, like, bowling shirt, it, I mean, it's almost down to the same color and everything. I immediately think of John Waters and The Simpsons and how much I yeah. love that episode. This is, like, the second time in, like, three episodes I've brought, th- brought him up, but I fucking yeah, love John yeah. Waters. <laughs> um, 
And then the last one here. So I rec- I swear to God, I rewound and rewatched this the seven minutes in heaven scene with Dooley about okay. 30 times because you can barely hear the music in the background. But I'm like, all right, I need to try and find a lyric from this because it's one of those just amorphous, like early 2000s pop punk atrocities that nobody remembers, but everybody remembers. You know what I mean? Right. I have a, a task for you because I know you've got your computer open because you're recording. I yeah. want you to go to YouTube and type in hot action cop fever for the flavor and tell me what it reminds you of. Because I swear we all have one of those like it's one of those those joined memories where every single person has heard this song and they're all going to attribute it to something and it's probably wrong. It's like the whole Shazam thing. Okay, here we go. Sounds like it really wants to be a Beastie Boys. A little bit. Wait till wait till you get to the like chorus main like thing. Sounds real Beastie Boys and real like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like if they like were trying to like. It also sounds like they fucking recorded this off of a radio. <laughs> they might. You may have. You may have gotten some janky bootleg thing. Yeah, it's. That's weird. I don't know how to feel about that. So does that, like, have you heard that before ever? Because I swear I, to God it's in, like, a million different movie trailers and everything else, right? I'm sure I have, yeah, like. To me, it evokes, like, a, a, there's a movie called Grind, and it's it's got Bam Margera in it before he Oh, was, yeah, like, that skateboard movie, yeah. Yeah, and to me, that's, but it's not on the soundtrack. I, I think somewhere it says it's on one of the American Pie soundtracks, maybe. Which makes a lot of sense. Like it's a very American Pie know. movie or very spent, American Pie song. Yeah, yeah. I but I, I shit you not. I spent twenty minutes trying to find like one lyric to nail this stupid song down because it is everywhere in early two thousands like media when it comes to this sort of shit like the teen movies. So I, I did the research for you guys. Anytime you hear hot action cop fever for the flavor, please remember me. <laughs> Or anytime you Please hear remember my sacrifice. or Beastie Boys and think of Johnny's yeah. sacrifice. Yes. Mark, give me some pros, man. Pros, here we go. Um, you act like we didn't teach you shame, and I know we did. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I, I really go back and forth on Hank in this episode. Because, like, on the one hand, it's like, goddamn, Hank, he's 13, calm down. But on the other hand, he has bits like that, and it's really good. Um, he right. also has the bit, criminals yelling about their girlfriend's baby place. How many rappers <laughs> were yelling about vagina? I guess I don't remember. Maybe I need to go like listen to Naz and Nelly again or something. But like, I feel like Eminem hated women, so there was that. But I don't know, or I I don't care. I just I really like Hank's breakdown of that. Um, Dale was one hundred percent right about hormones. You already hit that. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I uh, I have been unfaithful, John. Oh no. I think I have replaced Luann for a crush. Oh, have you now? Cuz goddamn dude gonna... Jordan's mom is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's not what I was expecting. Who are you thinking? I've got a note in here and I'm going to skip a forward just like half a Half of a, a segment. Um, we have sexy men in this episode, so that's what I thought you were going. 
Oh, yeah, no, it's Jordan's mom. But then also tangentially to that, Jordan's mom totally fucked Ray Ray. <laughs> I love Ray Ray. <laughs> she totally, oh my God. Like, this whole episode gave me really weird Pornhub vibes. Okay. It's just, it seems like the shitty shit on Pornhub that they were turning out there for a long time of like, I'm the hot mom. <laughs> I fuck all my son's friends. Like, it just, right. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not saying like I went out of my way and watched that shit. I'm just saying like you get a feeling of a flavor. You know, what, you oh, know what's no. going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to justify it, buddy. You're good. Corey Chaser, get the fuck out. Anyway, um, I loved I love Ripped Con. <laughs> Ripped Con is here, and he's so buff and rugged, and I he's love it. He's here to Because it is here to stay, but it's not fucking dumpy, melted candle body that we got in no. Deconstructing Henry. It is he's ripped gonna... to shit con, and I'm like, this is the con that I remember. Pompadour, man. I know. I love it. Um, and also, just general rule, this is a horny episode, dude. Like, yeah, every, it is. But this is like a fucking episode of Big Mouth, man. Like, for for Big Mouth, if Big Mouth was shot in 2000, like, man, the women are all horny. Like, <sighs> the guys are weird, I guess. I don't know, whatever. But, like, the kids are horny. It's just weird. Everybody's so horny, and I kind of love it. But I also feel kind of uncomfortable because, like, Boy, I was 13 when this episode came out, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember. Give me some pros, buddy. I don't have a whole lot here. Um, I have a. I don't know why I put this in pros, but maybe it's because it fits so well with the characters. But this is yet another time that Hank hates Bobby's music. So we have the uh-huh. through line there. Um, this is like, what, the third time, probably? That so, he's gone what, off and said, Celery nope. Head? Um... Bluegrass is always greener. I'm going to blame him on that. Like, he was talking shit about Yakov. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, he's in, well, and we're going to get it later on with the Christian rock stuff and, and things like that. Hank loves Spice to Girls, hate too, on right? music. Doesn't he have um, a bit with Spice Girls? Yep, yep. He yeah. does. Um, oh, I, I mean, it's very easy to say Green Day. Kane and the Stubborn Stones. Oh, yeah. He doesn't there like you go. that. Yeah. 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 But it's it's a good through line, and it's I like the consistency of it because the one time Hank is happy about Bobby's music choice is when Bobby's incredibly fucking depressed because he got mm-hmm. dumped. <laughs> yeah. He put, he put um, on the pants and, boy's taste in music getting better too. Yeah. Right. Listen, uh, I'm so I love sexy I could cry. I love sexy men. Um, I, I don't. I care about sexy Nancy in this because she it's immediately juxtaposed with Dale in his banana hammock. So that immediately <laughs> takes away any sexiness for me. Sorry, Nancy. Um, I liked it though. It made me smile. I'm really glad that Dale still is rocking the banana hammock. He, of course he is. Like he's well, and it's Dale. You gotta love him, right? Yeah, exactly. Um the rant that Luann gives, I think it's a smart, satirical way to do it because it, every little girl is in these tiny little shorts and these tiny little shirts and their things are hanging out everywhere. It just makes me laugh coming from Luann. Yeah, because literally that's her purpose. Yep. yep. She is Missy Mellons for us. Yep. And Mark, I, I wrote this down, but it's been a minute since I watched this episode. I wrote down here that I, the pro was the Ronald Reagan bit. And oh, I want yeah. To, Remind me of what that is. They're at the ice cream shop, and the guy walks in, and it's like, I forget what it was for. Oh, because they called the part. They're in the ice cream shop, and the parents walk in, 
And it's like, right. oh man, I'm just here to use the bathroom. You're hanging out with Ronald Reagan here. And he's like, and McBee gets offended and Hank goes, don't call him that. Cause Hank wants to be Ronald. Oh, Reagan. that's right. That's yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, it, that it may put a smile on my face because we know Hank loves Ronald Reagan, even though I absolutely despise that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yep. Hank doesn't. So it's on point. Uh, yep. But those are my pros, man. I don't have a whole lot for this episode. Um, okay. Give me some cons. Actually, no, before that, I, I feel like you and I have glossed over a very key part of this episode that I, I'm pretty sure you know about because you said it was like revelatory. Okay. And I have a feeling it's about some of the cast in this episode. Now, we haven't really talked about who is playing and who is doing what voices, have we? No, but I will tell you right now, it's next episode that I had my giant head explosion on. It's next episode. Do you want me to blow, blow your mind for this one? Because did you look at any of the voices for our guest stars? Nah, man. You know how that rolls Cheerio logic. Hulu just decides I don't need to see him. Perfect, perfect. Well, let me blow your mind here because there is more, there's more talent in this one than next week's episode. Okay. But Johnny, um, next week's episode is star-studded. <laughs> I mean, for the time it probably was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, rem- I remember the like trailers of it. Like, it was a big god. Anyway, what do you got? Blow my mind. Okay, so voice of Jordan Bronson, Eliza Dushku. Okay, okay. Uh, Howard McBee Bronson is David Herman, of course. Gotta love mm-hmm. David Herman. Mary Hilgren Bronson is Deborah Messing. Oh, okay. Uh, Will and Grace. Yeah. Will and Grace. Yes. So also, um, un- this woman was huge at this point in her career. Absolutely, yes. And, well, she's one of the most, more more well-known red-headed actresses on TV, like, in the last yeah. probably 30 years. Um, in an uncredited role, but I absolutely know it's his voice, and it's the, like, first time I think he's gotten to use it since starting to voice Joseph. Michael Bronson is not credited, but he's it's Breckenmeyer. You can tell it's Breckenmeyer. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, Jan Shaw, the, the very progressive mom that like totally talks shit is Elizabeth Perkins. Okay. Uh, that's the, you you know who she is. Yeah. I I know Um, the name. I just don't, I can't put a face to it. She, uh, she's the love interest in the movie big with Tom Hanks. Swing and a miss buddy, but it's okay. I I have watched shockingly few Tom Hanks movies for being... For the person that I'm supposed to be, I've seen not enough Tom Hanks, apparently. But yeah, sorry. That's okay. Uh, and then Stuart Dooley gets down with Serena Shaw, who is uh, the wife of P.T. Anderson and star of Resident Evil 1 through 7, Mila Jovovich. Holy shit, that is a mind blower. Okay. Yeah, like there's a shitload wow. of very, very big people in this episode. And you know, too, like... Now that you mention that, her uh, character model does look very Mila Jovovichy, like <laughs> right, wow. right. Well, and okay, yeah. This and this is after Fifth Element and stuff. So you know she's done her whole Lilu thing, and it's I don't know, it's fantastic. But anyway, I yeah, it's there's a lot of big names in this, and I I yes, wanted, before are. we jumped into cons, I wanted to like address that because I realized we hadn't yet. <laughs> yeah, no, good looking out, man. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, give me some cons. I don't know how they got the budget for all those people. I mean, they're smaller roles, but even still, that's a lot of people. I'm pretty sure Eliza Dushku was on retainer for Fox. I feel like she was in a ton of Fox properties at one time. 
And I think it was right she now. Been. She was like the the sweetheart in like the thousands. Like I don't know. Um, She's never gonna get any better than uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back to me, buddy. Oh goddamn right, goddamn right. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> um, mm, damn it. I need to go watch that movie too. We love this monkey. Um, there's no way that Hank didn't knew how to work that CD player thing. There's no fucking way. No. There's no way. He just walks up and like, he, no. Okay, doesn't matter. Um, con. Hank and Peggy are in fact the sexiest people on the goddamn block. And do you know why, Johnny? Why? Because they have done things that you can't even imagine. <laughs> I laughed way too fucking hard at Bobby's twerking. <laughs> I, yeah. I, boy, that was good. I laughed super hard at that. Um, Con, McBee's Matrix movie outfit. Jesus Christ. Did you catch that? Yeah. Wearing the black trench coat and the uh, peace nez or whatever the hell it's called. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Hank is overdone. I've already kind of talked about that a lot. Okay. That's just me. Um, there's no way in hell that Hank played Pin the Tail on the Donkey age 13 to 14. It's No, it's not. Maybe maybe Cotton let him play Pin the Bayonet through the Tojo, but there's no Pin the Tail on the Donkey. I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, right. Hank wouldn't have, we saw Hank when he was 14 in middle school and they were already adults like three episodes ago. You know what I mean? Like, right. no. It, yeah, exactly. Um... That's a favorite moment. I don't know why that's in my cons. Um, Dooley got raped. LOL. That's what I wrote. Dooley got raped. And yes, he did. Holy <laughs> shit. Poor little Dooley. Like, <laughs> that's the only reason he's there. Like, he's just there to be sexually assaulted in the closet. Poor fella. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, those are my cons. I don't have a lot. I really liked this episode. Okay. Kind of. Um, so I have I just have a few cons here, um, and you already hit a big the biggest one of mine. But uh, I don't see a realistic world where Bill and Hank are ranked the same. I'm I'm sorry. There's no way unless they're trying to just intentionally be cruel to Peggy that yeah. Min and Nancy would would ever say that. Like it 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 hasn't happened in six seasons. It won't happen for the rest of the series. It seems unnecessarily cruel. And yes, it's maybe a plot device, but I, I just, it, I don't. There's no conceivable way. They, they have dug Bill and shoved him into the deepest, dankest, darkest hole. There's no way that you put Hank on the same level as him. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a big old con for me. Um, Bobby was playing Tomb Raider with an okay. N64 controller. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I really hope someone got fired for that blunder. I'm more upset that Bobby was getting to play Tomb Raider again. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, what the heck? remember playing as a girl. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> um, and then the other big one that you and you already addressed was how in the hell did Joseph get invited to this party as well as Clark Peters and Dooley? These are the learning annex kids. That's my point. Like it, and the Mexican there is kid. no reason Fucking for Mexican them to be Rob there. Schneider is um, there Alejandro. Kid. Yeah, Alejandro. Alejandro. Is that his real name? Um, it is Al- Ramon Alejandro. Ramon. It's Ramon. Okay, Ramon. Yeah. Rob Schneider. Yep. Yeah. 
So like it's it's pretty glaring because yeah, Connie goes out of her way to say this is why you've never seen this girl before because yeah, we have to set up that she's new. Like yeah. Now, if this was happening at Connie's house, this would be different. But obviously, for plot reasons, it can't because Con and Connie or Con and Min would not let it happen that way. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But yeah, so other it's, than it's a glaring I guess con. we get a stab at Clark. We get it. Well, so we get like a stab at Clark Peters about how Connie says like Clark Peters would be like feeling me up in a closet, and Min goes like something to the effect of that booger filled whatever. So okay, we get yeah. that. I guess so. Okay, um, Dooley gets assaulted. Okay, um, I, I don't know. Like, I just I, don't get it. I I mean maybe they 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 filled it out with kids you already know because you don't need to introduce a whole shitload more characters. And you can't do anything to to Joseph that's lasting because he's Bobby's best friend. You can't do anything to Connie because that's his neighbor and best friend. Like, okay, whatever. We'll just shuffle it off on Clark Peters and Dooley because they're the comic effect. They're the Marion Pippin of this fucking show most of the time. So why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I got you, buddy. Yeah. So like I I get it. It's it saves them from having to create new characters or, you know, they can reuse character models, whatever. It just seems very lazy to me and it's a con because they shouldn't be there because these characters have been been so just once again like it's like the bill thing. You have put them in a very specific box. You can't just take them out of the box because you want to be cheap. Yeah. Can I okay, can I pitch something to you? Yeah. Instead of Clark Peters and those three idiots there, it should be um, Chain with Sana Song. Yes. It should be Chain with Sana Song, his one weird buddy, and for some reason Mike Soto's there, but Chain is the one that gets yep. molested in the closet. <laughs> Not Mike Soto? No, 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 because that would destroy Mike Soto. It'll destroy Chain too, but Chain's a piece of shit, so we need to see him get taken down a couple pegs. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he, ha- he has that one line in P My Neighbor, the chain train stops for the ladies. Shut the fuck up. You're 13 years old. You don't know what you're doing. Like, we need to have that. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm not an adult, and I was not emotionally equipped for that. That would have been funnier. But then, but then, that's why Min and Khan let Connie go to the party, because chain was going to be there. Yeah. Um, that's why he- Hank is less sexy when he calls the parents and breaks up the party, because he fucked up for... Con to somehow backdoor Connie into Chain into Ted. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It just it would have been a little bit cleaner and a little bit smoother. I think. Oh yeah. Well, but and Connie me. would have also had the same argument of yeah she could he saved me from getting felt up by Chain in the freaking thing like Connie yeah. would just be be just as grossed out by Chain as she would be about Clark Peters. I think. I think so too. Or Mike yeah. Soto, and she's real sad that she wasn't going to get it felt up by Mike Soto. <laughs> Um, favorite moments, Mark. Uh, favorite moments. Peggy's freak out in the car. Holy shit, that's a funny bit. Yeah. When she's yelling at Hank about how you never let us have any fun. I hate you. Yeah. Like it's that's so funny. I laughed way too hard. <laughs> how about you? I you know, every time that Min describes Khan as a big ass pompadour and ripped stomach, dude, Laurent Tom does it for me this episode. Yeah, she just she, gets really she, she excited about Khan, and I fucking love it. And I, it's it's memed into oblivion, and it's all over the internet all the time. But Hank just going nudity, <laughs> I I think it's funny. I think it's applicable in a lot of places. Okay, okay. 
Like if if I could intercut his voice into like not safe for work gifts or videos that I see on Reddit and just have it say nudity whenever I pull it up and it's happening, it would make everything that much better. Put a bot on Reddit for every titty drop. Yes. Nudity. Like Aww. please. <laughs> Hank Hill the censor. Let's please do it. Come on Reddit, you can do it. We can do it. Yes. Um yeah, so let's uh let's talk about our rating system, Mark. Oh, I got a rating system for you, buddy, and it's about to get Let's controversial up in this piece. <clears throat> so our rating system breaks down like this, and we're going to break it down like boy bands. Oh, shit. <laughs> so at the very, very bottom is charcoal. It's the worst goddamn thing in the entire world, and it's a bad episode. There's no good parts. There's nothing that stands out. It's a failure of an episode of King of the Hill. It's a failure of an episode of television. It's a piece of shit. And in this case, I'm sorry, y'all, but it is that um butterfly boy band group. Come, my lady, come, come. I can just totally blanked on their name. 311? 311? 311. It's 311. Charcoal. Come, my lady. I will not. Thank you very much. Above that is a Megalo. That is a really shitty episode of King of the Hill, but in that shitty episode, there are little golden nuggets of not-so-badness. And in this case, I'm sorry, guys, it's going to have to be NSYNC. NSYNC isn't good, but they got a couple songs that you don't hate. Above that is a butane. Butane is a bastard gas and a bastard episode. You love to hate it and you hate to love it. And in this case, I already set up the groundwork for this, so I'm justified in my reasoning that this is the Beatles. Everybody just <laughs> likes the Beatles. Can't tell me the Beatles are good. You can't tell me they have a good song. And if you come at me with, hey, Jude, I'll come and slash your tires. But the Beatles are all right. You're not going to turn them off. If they're on and you're stoned at 2 in the morning, yeah, I bet you listen to Come Together. That's all right. Above that is the Char King. This is our gold rank episode. It's a really, really good episode. Characters are used well. The plot kind of clips along, and it's just great. The only downside to it is maybe you need a little bit of context for it, or maybe something just didn't quite land. And that's okay, because in a Char King, you also get, that's right, Johnny, the goddamn Backstreet Boys. <laughs> because Backstreet's back. All right. And finally, our uh, Blue Flame of Valor, the tippity-top, the best there is, the best there was, the best that will ever be. I know I use that one way too much, and I'm sorry, and I do not care. Uh, this is an S rank. It is the great episode of King of the Hill. Characters are perfect. Plot is perfect. Pacing is perfect. Animation is perfect. We get shitty about animation sometimes. Like I feel like there are episodes that we dock the rating on for animation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Company Man really stands out to me. With um uh J.R. like that one and uh, that was supposed yeah. to be a season yeah we were supposed to it was supposed to be season one and it was season two or three and you and I got kind of shitty about it and docked at points because of the animation. Point is, this is the best there is. There's nothing bad in this episode, and that's gonna be the boy the boy band Boys Twelve from American Dad because everybody needs <laughs> a shot at B twelve. <laughs> you know you do. Oh man, thank you for ending with that one. You're welcome. I. I wrote the ending to that joke before I wrote the beginning, but yeah, definitely Boys 12. <laughs> Excellent. So, on a scale of 311 to Boys 12, what are you giving Get Your Freak On? Um, so, I gave it a uh, a putane. I gave it a Beatles. Okay. Um, for, for me, like, there's a, re there's a lot of really good voice cast in here that were kind of misused, I think. 
And for me, the biggest issue is not that it's a bad episode. It's just that it feels so dated to me. Okay. That it's it's really hard for me to like make a connection with it even now, even as someone who has li- who lived through the through those times, like has been to parties like that, has been to concerts right. like that. It just feels dated for me. So it's not one I'm gonna go out of my way to watch. But I absolutely like I didn't hate this episode by any far stretch. That's pretty impressive I, considering it comes from like a boy band background. I straight up saw this one and I was like, oh shit, I don't like this episode. And I liked this episode. Like, yeah, it's okay. it, it hits different now. Yeah, like it's it's weird. I don't know. It's you're right though. It is weird with the boy band shtick, and I feel like that's all I remember, and that's why I wasn't excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like the B story in and of itself is just it's not very like that. Also, is a big detractor for me because it, like I said, it feels very sitcommy to have the girls of the alley have to rank everybody and then have have Hank ultimately come back out at the end and like. Come on, I don't want this is I wouldn't watch this on any other show. Why am I watching it here? This is an mm-hmm. episode that I just would straight up turn off in most TV shows. Yeah, I so. think so. Yeah. 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 Um, well, buddy, you and I are really in sync with this one because I gave it a butane. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Con laugh. Um, yeah, no, literally what you just said. It's fine. It's a good episode. It's dumb, but it's got some good points, and I'm not going to yeah. turn it off. I don't understand okay. the plot points. I don't understand the location of characters, but I also just don't care because we saw Dooley get assaulted, and that's funny as shit. I want an animation <laughs> frame of him coming out of the closet in that fur coat, and he's just like, oh. Hey, he thought he was alabaster, and he was not alabaster. He was much more like a horse's ass, Lane Prattley. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's... We're moving on. That, that was a really tough one to swallow, Johnny. That's okay. Uh, well, Something well, about a better one to hot dogs. S- <laughs> a better one to swallow here is our next episode, episode 128, The Fat and the Furious, Original air date, Mark, November 10th, 2002. This is written by Alex Gregory and Peter Hawk. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you say ha- it right. <laughs> you say it right. Uh, cast of characters for this episode, Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Hild, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Khan, Supanusapone. We have Cindy, Dan, Kid Rock, uh, Nozawa, and Ken Irrawaddy. Irrawaddy. I can't speak. Laotian. <laughs> I really wish I, I had like memorized what Khan says because that would make it sound much better. Uh, guys, this is uh, this is a fun episode, especially coming so, off of of basically being put in the hospital because I eat like trash. This is a very fun episode to revisit. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> um, remember, gang, you can give to our Patreon to pay off Johnny's medical bills. No. Um. <laughs> For two thousand dollars, we will throw fish at your enemies. <laughs> Mark, would you like a synopsis real quick here? Uh, um, yes, please. I hope I can uh, stomach so, it. Oh, I bet oh. you can. Let's get you some water first. Um, it is Bill discovers a special talent, and Dale teaches him not to be exploited. Sweet and simple to the point. Um, he did not he talked... discover a special talent. He <laughs> that's like saying Spider Man remembered he could. Like, that's like saying Deku realized he could kick people with his legs. Like, 
No, it's like Deku realizing he's he can flick things more than once because he's got ten fucking fingers. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> hey, he I really like, want to like knew... my hero, but they make it so goddamn hard. Anyway, <laughs> he knew he knew that he could ha- he could do the quantity. It was the speed that he discovered. That's the talent mark, speed. Because huh. I could huh. do quant. I used to be able to do quantity, but not nearly that fast. Fair enough. I was more of a marathon runner. He's a fucking sprinter, dude. <laughs> um, anyway. A story, a story characters here: Hank, Bill, Dale, Boomhauer. If you want to call it a B story, we have Peggy and Bobby. Uh, let's get to some notes, man. Notes. Um. Yeah. Um. Number one note throughout this episode. It also might be a con. I can't tell if it's a con or just a note, or maybe it's a pro. Fuck. Do I want a hot dog? I love hot I just, dogs. This episode made me want hot dogs. Like, I don't know. It, like with almost, think with about almost it, nothing on them. Just like hot dogs and mustard, dude. Yeah, ketchup, but yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah. yeah, you don't do mustard. Excuse me. Yeah, ketchup, though. Yeah, just fuck. No, it. it's give all good. Like 20. I, yeah, man. You know, Yeah, give me 20 right now. Like, give me some of them ballpark Angus Franks. And yeah, that'll be great. Or hey, give me the shitty ones that are just like chicken asshole. I'll, I'll eat those too. I love hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> give me those. Um... Tangentially to that, the the Dale bit of you are eating. What, is, what does he say about the like the consuming their the lips and rect or anuses of their of your fallen brethren? Goddamn, it's a great line yes. of Dale. Anyway, sorry, dude. Um, he has got of, so many this episode. Fuck. Yeah, Dale is on goddamn point. This is a Dale episode. I know it's supposed to be a Bill episode. That's a Dale. Yes. Um, all of them, Peggy. All of the fat comedians are dead except for Fluffy. He's the only fat one that's left. I'm pretty goddamn sure. Fuck. Yeah, they're all dead. Ralphie Mae's dead. John Panette's dead. Chris Farley is dead. Dom DeLuise is dead. They're all John Candy's dead. dead. John Candy's heart turned to liquid shit and exploded ten times in a row. Like, yeah, it's really sad. It's really tragic, and it's really sad. And fat comedians, please take care of yourself. Be fat, that's cool, but goddamn, just take care of yourself, guys. Um... The Asian that they are talking about is Kobayashi. Yes. The broad stroke is Kobayashi. That little dude out of Japan who could just rocket down hot dogs until Joey Mizawa, Chestnut yeah. unseated him. In 2010, 2011? I don't keep up with competitive. No, no, early shows, but... early 2000s. Chestnut's yeah. been the longest, he's the longest reigning hot dog eating champ in history. Oh, God. There you go. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I see. He's in my notes, buddy. <laughs> okay, cool. I was almost texted you to see if you had looked up competitive eaters because I did not, but I just kind of wanted to leave it and hope for the best. Um, I, there was a... Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. As I was say, there was a time in my life where I probably would have been ashamed to admit how much I know about the competitive eating scene, but there is absolutely zero shame in how much of my expertise I get to talk about in this episode, and I'm fucking excited. <laughs> Well, it's good that you have shame because I know that we taught you to have it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode gave me, I think, what's going to be my new like way, my new philosophy of how to live my life for my thirty-fourth year. I am going to get really back into powerlifting, and I'm going to fuel that powerlifting by competitive eating, but not eating hot dogs and shit. But like, I'm going to start being man versus food guy, but I'm going to fuel my powerlifting with it, so I don't pull an Adam Richman okay. and blow up like a goddamn balloon. Okay. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, look for my Instagram pics come December, guys. I should be real big and beefy. Um, I don't 
know the answer to this. I know the answer, but I don't know the answer. Does Khan know Irrawaddy, or is Khan think he knows Irrawaddy because he likes the guy? Do you think they've interacted before more than once? Or? I don't think. No, I don't think they have. I think Irrawaddy's probably probably the closest thing to a Laotian celebrity that he's ever going to find anywhere near Arlen, Texas. And that's why he, fought, one, follows competitive eating, knows who Irrawaddy is, and is such a big supporter. It's like, I get a little piece of Laos back here with me. Okay. You know? Like, yeah. I, th- th- nobody, like, there's no fucking famous Laotians ever, anywhere. <laughs> But this guy uh, in fat ass fucking Texas might actually I might actually get a chance to like talk about him. Yeah, I just I wondered if like maybe Irrawaddy went to Nine Rivers and like he and Khan had brushed elbows or something like that. And oh, know, that'd I be just, cool. You know what I mean? Like Irrawaddy's always been here. We just don't talk about him because we didn't decide to double down and just be a gross country until about this time period when we doubled down and right. decided to be a gross country. Um. Anyway, I like how literally nobody acknowledges Kid Rock. <laughs> it is really nice. When we did um, Man Who Shot Kane Scrutterberg, I bitched about how Green Day was very clearly not in studio for their lines. Right. They were read the lines and they reacted to them. When we did Ho oh Yeah, Snoop Dogg was very clearly in studio. For this yes. one, I bet Pam Anderson was in studio, but Kid Rock was not. Yep. Every line he has does not support anything. Um, He does not interact with people. People act around him tangentially. I think the only one that calls him out is Jeff Garland. Yeah. Like, and actually, like, communicates with him. Like, Hank doesn't even know he's there until after he talks, and Hank looks like everyone is ignoring Kid Rock, and I fucking love it. Or maybe this is just my confirmation bias, because, hey... Guess what didn't hold up, gang? Kid Rock. Who could have seen that one coming? But yeah. Ugh. Um, I really liked the shift in the episode of Dale just being better for no reason at all. I like that right? Dale has been to this party and he can just destroy it. Um, I also really gotta I, I gotta like Dale a lot again because I'm just like Dale in that I too am a muffaholic, and I will leave that to you to decipher <laughs> what it means. <laughs> And then I feel like Bill should have doubled down during the contest, t- tapped into his, like, endless Kurama store of chakra that is depression, and started, like, eating more. And then gotten to a point where his lead would have been so great that nobody could have touched him, realized this isn't what I want, and quit on his own terms. Instead of having to get permission from Hank, instead of, like, I want to build a thing for himself, I want to build a double down, go, and I wanted him to realize on his own that this is not what he wanted. We didn't get that, and it bums me out. Okay. I don't know. It just would have been cool. I want Bill to win, but I don't want him to be... I, I just want him to, like, win. And he's, like, the best at it. He's the goddamn Luke Skywalker of hot dog eating, but he never does it again. He's just like, oh, I don't I don't want this. I'm better than this. I want to have the Bill growth, not just, well, okay. I guess I should learn how to respect myself. <laughs> um, also, also, uh, general note, um, do you know who Irrawaddy is voiced by? I do not. Because we're talking a little bit about our guest stars and voice actors here. Pam Anderson is trashy bitch. Um, Kid Rock is the idiot. Jeff Garland is the fat guy. Yes. Oh, Jeff Garland's still alive, too, I think. Jeff Garland is still alive. He actually just recently got kicked off the Goldbergs for being a giant piece of shit. There you go. 
<laughs> Wasn't that his show? Uh, he was the dad. Yeah, but like I thought he wrote it. I don't know. Um, no, 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 no. Man, the only fat comedian that isn't dead is Kevin Smith because he's not fat anymore. Yeah. Wow. And he continues anyway. to make movies about how being fat almost fucking killed him. Yeah. God damn. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Irrawaddy is voiced by a guy named James Say. Sai. I don't know how you say it, but I do okay. know that he played Jackie Chan in the Jackie Chan Adventures, and that was like one of oh, my favorite shit. goddamn cartoons. Yeah. Whoa, mind is blown. Yeah, I love the Jackie Chan Adventures, guys. Fuck yeah, d- dude. D- four four thumbs up endorsement for that. Go and watch that. Yeah, that was a great show. Like, um. Yeah, how about you? I've been talking for a long time. No, you're good. I don't have a lot of notes here, and uh, you hit one of my three notes already, uh, and it's that Nozawa is a reference to Kobayashi, a former Japanese competitive eater of notoriety in the early 2000s. Um, Really, my other two are here. I'm going to talk a little bit about Joey Chestnut, because, guys, Joey Chestnut is arguably the best fucking competitive eater of the last 20 years, Uh, maybe of all time. And he is just, he's just fantastic. So he's the longest reigning hot dog eating champion. He is placed first in 15 hot dog eating contests. So he participates in the Nathan's All-American Hot Dog Eating Contest every 4th of July at Coney Island. It's done by Nathan's uh, All Beef Franks, their, their coacher Franks. If you haven't had a Nathan's hot dog, they're fucking fantastic. They're right up there with Hebrew National. They're very good, very quality. Mm-hmm. Um. He is ranked I think you turned me num- to uh, Nathan's. Last time you were down here, we made a bunch of hot dogs. I, and- I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we did Nathan because I almost always only do Nathan's or Hebrew National yeah. because I'm an asshole about it. Um, You're an asshole I figure about your asshole. <laughs> I figure if I'm going to eat eight fucking hot dogs in one sitting, they're at least going to be kind of good for me. Uh, <laughs> I should probably not have all the goddamn nitrites, just most of the goddamn yes. nitrites. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the same way, buddy. He is ranked number one in the world for competitive eating, and he holds the current hot dog record for 10-minute time period. Mark, how many hot dogs in 10 minutes do you think the records is? With bun. Oh, something awful like 60. 76. Oh, God, that's so gross. Joey Chestnut ate 76 hot dogs. This was like two years ago. He won last year's, um, uh, he won the 2022 Fourth of July hot dog eating contest, but was sick, was recovering, and was assaulted on stage by somebody halfway through it. Yep. Like a dude bum rushed the stage. But like, no, I think it was two years ago that he he continually breaks his own records. Ugh. Um, Let me see if I can pull up a couple of his world records here. Uh, He has the world record for funnel cake. In 10 minutes, he ate 5.9 pounds. (laughs) <laughs> that is so much funnel cake uh the taco the world record for taco bell tacos 53 soft beef tacos in 10 minutes i'm pretty sure i could do that okay <laughs> uh pastrami 25 cats is delicatess and half pastrami sandwiches in 10 minutes good lord uh 12.8 pounds of deep fried asparagus in 10 minutes gross 384 gyoza okay, okay. That's in 10 a case. minutes. That's a case of asparagus. Yes, in 10 minutes. And it's deep fried. Fucking A. Uh, okay, sorry. Sorry. I. <laughs> no, you're good. I had three, a produce three, flashback. Like, that is so much <laughs> asparagus. Uh, 384 gyoza in 10 minutes. 
I, which is a shitload. That's that seems reasonable, right? <laughs> okay, in 2016, we're gonna appeal to your Greek side here, Mark. Okay. He ate 30 euros in 10 minutes. That's not reasonable. That's a thousand percent unreasonable. 30 is an unreasonable <laughs> amount of euros. Okay. Yes. Um, 82 pork carnitos ta- carnitas tacos in eight minutes in 2019. That one, that one does seem reasonable. That one seems a lot uh, it, more doable. I don't know why. If you ever want to watch him eat something, he has a YouTube channel, and this is where I watched this record in 2020. He ate 32 Big Macs in 38 minutes and 15 seconds. That's fucking offensive. Okay. Yes, and his hot dog record was was done in night or in 2021 at 76 Nathan's hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes in Coney Island. God damn, that is so many. Yes, guys, he is a fucking machine. Um, just in case you're curious, he is not a big guy. Let me see if it shows if I can figure out how like what his how tall he is. He's like I think just over six feet. He's like our size, isn't he? He is. Um, he's yeah. He's about maybe a little bit taller than us, but he weighs. He his weight varies from two twenty five to two forty. Okay. Most of the time, it's around two hundred and twenty pounds. Okay. So, um, guys, Joey Chestnut's the fucking man. I, I abs- If you are at, at all curious whatsoever about competitive eating, he is the nicest guy in the world. He's always got this big, goofy-ass smile. He looks halfway like Mike fucking Judge because his hairline is receding just the same way. <laughs> um, the last note I have in here is also about him, and it's King of the Hill related. Mark, in 2008, Joey Chestnut took on the Big Texan 72-ounce steak challenge. Did he do it? In eight minutes and 52 seconds. Offensive. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Let's uh, get to took pros. You and I, what, an hour and a half to eat three pounds of meat between the two of us? Between the two of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, God bless you, Joey Chestnut. You are, you have our full endorsement. You have my full endorsement. Shit. I don't know about you, Mark, but. Yeah, you're cool. If, I could, if, if he sells merch, I would buy it. I, I'm just going to say that. And that's stupid. Okay, okay. <laughs> Give me some pros, man. Thanks, Jesus, when Bill starts eating hot... <laughs> Holy shit. It's like my favorite <laughs> line of this episode. Is I had to rewind it just to be sure I, it was what it was. Jesus, that was so funny. Yep. Um, Bill's little suit. God damn it, Bill is cute in his little suit. Yep, yep. And got his little hat. and But he traded it from the pork pie. Now it's the weird, like, patty hat. It is, it is. It, this is for when he goes to Pea Soup Swenson's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. By the um, way, that's also where I got my, my term for our uh, summary here, because he talks about getting to showcase his new talent. Fair enough. Okay, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I had forgotten that line. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm still upset about the bucket of chicken thing, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, was Irrawaddy wearing the scarf I made him? I think that's really great. Yes. <laughs> um, really, really good Dale episode. It's a, it's a passable Bill episode, but it's a great Dale episode. Yeah, we get some more Bill, Dale, wow, we get some more Dale backstory. Yeah. And it just, I mean, he, he obviously didn't have the, like, 
um, insanely abusive upbringing that Bill did, but he, Dale was a weird kid. He was, and he had weird parents, and yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's cool, though, because, like, when do you think the guys really started hanging out? Um, I mean... Because Straight Arrow makes it seem er- like they've been friends since, like, second grade, but... Exactly. As I say, we've seen them as early as Straight Arrow, and I would assume that's first, second, third grade. So, elementary school? Yeah. Because Dale's talking about this was in fifth grade. Yeah. So, I just, but I don't who know. who knows, I- like... I mean, you didn't always get put in the same classes as your as your buddies did, you know? Some of you had different homeroom teachers, essentially. That is true. That is true. Um, Good Dale episode. Oh, and finally, Bobby catching that fish at the end. That's I, I laughed. I just thought it was funny. And he's, like, all proud of himself. Yeah. I don't like this B-plot. Spoilers. But, like, that bit was really, <laughs> really... That bit was really funny. He just, like, actually yeah. catches the fish. How about you, buddy? Um, we got another pant load. Did you yep. notice? We are we are getting <laughs> liberal with our pant load. Yes, they are. They have embraced it just as we have, which also makes me think, like, cool. You and I have watched just enough of this this series to recognize, like, oh, nope, that should be the name. That's just how we describe him now. He's pant load Bill. <laughs> He's a pant load, um, yeah. Also, it, it, when I'm thinking on this now. You didn't remember last. You didn't remember the other episode this week. Did you remember this one? Yeah, because I remember the Dale scene, and it grossed me the fuck out. I had to turn it off. Like okay. when I saw this the first time, it made me puke. When I was like fourteen or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. And I also remember the ads for it. I remember what a big goddamn deal Pam Anderson and Kid Rock was on King of the Hill. It was huge. It was okay. a huge. Fuck. Fox ran that ad for weeks. Like. Or what seemed like weeks, or I just saw it all the time. But yeah, definitely, I don't remember it because it, like I say, it really grossed me out the first time I saw it, and I wasn't excited to see it this time. But hey, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I remember it. So yeah. Okay. Um, well, on the subject of Pam Anderson, uh, better performance here or in Futurama, Mark? <sighs> Futurama, I think. I would agree. She's just skeezy I, 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 in this. She's just gross. Like, she does she a good is. job before being a gross, trashy, like, fat guy chaser, but... Yes. No, like, she seems like she'd be best friends with Leanne in this in this episode. And yeah. anybody that wants to associate with Leanne Platter, whatever her... I don't know if she took the last name, whatever. Anyone who wants to associate with her is not going to be somebody I enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it is seen unhealthy by a lot of people. Competitive eating does not have to be. And my case in point is that Joey Chestnut is like six feet tall and he weighs just over 220, which is a very like acceptable weight. Like it's a very acceptable BMI for that. Yeah. And the guy, I mean, I, I, I just rattled off a shitload of stuff for you guys to look at the quantities of food he eats. And it, I mean, he manages to maintain um, like a lot of good healthy stuff the guy works out a lot he's very good to his body when he's not eating and training but he makes his living off of competitive eating Mm -hmm. um cindy is the perfect animation of trashy you and i have already both kind of hit that and uh khan's love for irawati and following competitive eating is a huge pro for me i like seeing khan get excited and really his whole like laos rules chant yeah that to, to me like is the cherry on top. Like I said, I don't think he gets to experience his culture very much in Arlen 
or in Texas or probably in most of America since they're not in Anaheim anymore. Like, yeah, he just, he gets a chance to really say, this is somebody from my country that I get, that that is genuinely good at this and has a real shot at winning the championship. So let's, let's fucking rule. Khan is a hero. It's cute. Yeah. So yeah, uh, those are my pros, man. What do you got for cons? Cons. Um, again, we're going to beat this one again. Pam Anderson. Every part is bad. The tattoo, the voice, the like design. (laughs) I can smell her. I can smell what this woman smells like. And it makes me like, I just don't like it. Whereas I could also smell the cigarettes, Mark. Oh, yeah. But also that, like, weird, like, hot dog sweat smell that you get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, she's so gross. Um, I don't like that this episode is kind of predicated on Bill having zero self-control. Yeah. I, if Bill was good at just horsing down food, I could be fine with it and think it was good. But I don't like it because it's Bill. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I just, I don't know. It, it's, we're better it's kicking than this. a guy when he's down. Exactly. Yeah, and it be really good at eating ten bowls of soup. That's cool. That's fine with me. But like, come on, man, just be more self-aware of it. You don't have to be such a goddamn pant load all the time. Um. Well, and we were hoping that they might turn the corner here on season seven. Maybe bring back the bill we know that they built up for six seasons. But nope, we're just going to continue kicking him down the hill. Yeah. Yeah, so not only is he a man-child who eats change off the ground, he also just eats anything in front of him. Like, Yeah. I don't know. Versus, there's that one at the rodeo, and he eats the woman's hair instead of the cotton candy or something. Yeah. And that's funny. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Kid Rock, just as a con. God, I... Ugh. <laughs> Finally, there is no way in hell that Bobby does not know about competitive eating. I just, as much TV as he watches, as much news as he watches, like, yeah, they're not going to talk about, like, check out Kobayashi's abs in Teen People, but there's no way Bobby doesn't know about it. You know, I just, I can't buy that. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, cons. What do you got, buddy? Um... I don't like the B story. You already said it as well. Fuck the B story. Uh, I, I I, honestly, guys, we haven't even talked about it because it's not memorable and it doesn't, it's not believable. It's absolutely not believable. And I think it's unnecessary. Uh, I, I, while Bobby may look at it, I don't think it's anything that he would really care about. Bobby likes to eat, but I can't, I don't see the, I don't think he would find the appeal in that. Um, Yeah. No one's, well, he's already done it too. He took down that fucking five pound steak. Like he it, already yes. is better than he's been everybody. to that fucking party. Yeah, like he's <laughs> already. We've already done this. Like we don't need to have a B plot faking around not doing it. Yeah. Um, I have in here in all caps. Fuck Kid Rock. That's all I'm gonna say <laughs> because I really just don't care about him. Um, guys, as as per usual, about one in, one out of every two honorary inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame is a giant piece of shit. He is one of them. You know, he's uh, the set. Th- he's the third. Oh my God! There are three honorary inductees of the WWE into their Hall of Fame that we have already talked about on this show. He's the fucking third one. Uh, him, Drew Carey, and who? And Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. 
Well, shit. <laughs> Out of all three, he's by far the worst. Dude, fuck Kid Rock. He's awful. Okay, um, Mary. Okay, Mary. Fuck, kill Drew Carey, Kid Rock, Snoop Dogg. Well, I'm killing. Uh, as, uh, uh, oh my god, I'm killing Kid Rock <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'm probably gonna marry Snoop, and I would fuck Drew Carey. Same. Yeah. Um, my last con here is that other than the fact that it needs to take place in Arlen because that's where Bill is. There is no reason for everybody in the world on not on a July 4th to be coming for the like yearly competitive hot dog eating championship for the mustard yellow belt, which is a real fucking thing, by the way. It real <laughs> the Nathan's belt is mustard fucking yellow. Oh, it happens gross. every July 4th. It's on Coney Island every single fucking year. It's not in Arlen. <laughs> so yes. Um, I think we're to favorite moments, buddy. I think we are. Um, I only got one. Okay. Tragic behemoth. Holy shit. <laughs> Strap on the feed bag, you tragic behemoth. Hail the conquering fat ass. It's I... in mine as well. Oh, man. Wow, you and I are on the same page tonight. That's pretty great. We, we did, because the only other one I have in here, Mark, is that I'm a muffaholic, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also, Boomhauer's allergic to macadamia nuts. That's cool to know. Yes. That's just fun little Absolutely. trivia. Like, I like that. Yeah. That's pretty complex, but we know we know that Bill can make shit. Fuck, he's, he's got that uh, barbecue recipe. Well, he makes the hills that whole Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Or not, the, no, not Thanksgiving. Um, When Hank's in Port Aransas. And he makes all that oh. food. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I wouldn't eat a Bill Muffin, though. I'd eat a Dale Muffin, but I wouldn't eat a Bill Muffin. Fair. Well, Mark, I say we uh, get this bad boy rated so we can get on out of here, man. Let's do it, buddy. What are you giving her? Uh, I gave it a Char King. I love this episode personally. It's very wow. niche. Wow, okay. Dale, Dale can come off looking like a dick, but only if you don't know his relationship to Bill. Yeah. We already we saw what was it last in the within the last two episodes or whatever that him and him and Bill like you said they you said before they yes and each other into these ridiculous situations but they're very good friends. Dale mm-hmm. looks out for Bill when he's not trying to steal his silk pajamas because he's like, <laughs> "Hey, he's going to die and he would have wanted me to have them anyway." Like he really is a good friend to him. They get into a lot of ridiculous shit together. They're yeah. they're fuel and fire together when they're they're there and i think dale gives i think dale gives bill some of his dignity back in this episode and that doesn't happen often so yeah yeah it, it gets a char king for me i was going to give it a char ting but no I, it's a char king really okay no that's cool I'm, that, interesting yeah. yeah how about you man nah, i gave it a butane it's fine it's an all right episode um okay it had its moments. It was good. Um, fuck Kid Rock. I really like Khan, and that's about it. Yeah, like... <laughs> okay. I, I feel like we didn't talk enough about how adorable Khan is in this episode, but yeah, like, Khan is goddamn precious, and yeah. Yes. And I oh, think fantastic. that's about it. I think so. Well, we're going to get out of here, man, but I got a question to ask you first. What's that? Mark, do you still like King of the Hill? I still really like King of the Hill. Do you still like King of the Hill, Johnny? Mark, I love King of the Hill. I'm looking forward to it. Season seven, man. It's going to be 
Maybe yeah, it'll be better than I thought. I don't know. I don't know. I I am cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you want to tell those good people where they can find us, buddy? Absolutely. The good people of Internet and Podcast Land can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Twitter at Dangle Podcast. You can also email us at danglepodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to me personally on Twitter at KrautBallStream. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in the song River by Hansen. Ooh, how wanna, about that for a boy band throw? You want to hum a few bars of that for me, buddy? Uh, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I don't listen to Hansen. Who does that? You listen to Hansen? Not, not, not me, no. <laughs> not you. Mark, where can the good people find you? You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our sister podcast, The Two Wizards Podcast, a weekly podcast where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of weird topics. I'm 90% sure we're talking about Ancient World Food Network this week, if my timing is right. So this is kind of a cool crossover, maybe. Or it's not, and I'm an idiot. I don't know. Anyway, find me over there. Uh, Thank you for listening, guys. Go do that five-star rating deal, because apparently it's real important. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and let's get out of here, Johnny. Let's, let's do it. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. 